Welcome to Sermons Online at Mantino Church of the Nazarene in Mantino, Illinois. We hope you enjoyed today's service from Sunday, June 7th, 2020 with Pastor Ken Garner. Today's sermon, the first in a new series on the fruits of the Spirit, is proof. Is God growing in your life? This week is the beginning of a series called The Fruit of the Spirit. What is the fruit of the Spirit? I can tell you what the fruit of the Spirit is not. It is definitely not a banana. It's also not a cherry. So what is it? Well, it is the result of the Holy Spirit's presence in your life. There are nine characteristics that are displayed. I bet you can name them. Why don't we go ahead and name them out loud together? You ready? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Great job, guys. These are the attributes of a life that has received God's grace and righteousness. In the upcoming weeks, a different Mantino Kids volunteer is going to share about one characteristic. So stay tuned and be ready to see some of your, your leaders who are going to share with us about the fruit of the Spirit. I am Asa Chandler and I'm reading from Galatians chapter 5 verses 16 to 18. So I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. I am Avery Chandler and I read verses 19 to 21. The acts of flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. I am Asher Chandler and I am reading verses 22 to 26. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such thing there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have been crucified, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. In the scripture that was read by the Chandler kids from Galatians chapter 5, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. My favorite line in that whole passage of scripture is, against such things there is no law. Um, I think the one song that we did today kind of expressed a lot of pain and things that are going on. And, and it's obvious through this pandemic and now all the other events going on in our country, there's a lot going on and there is a lot of pain. And it was six or seven weeks ago that we decided to do this series from Galatians chapter 5 on the fruit of the Spirit. And we had no idea the events that would be transpiring. We just, we just felt like sometimes we, we just want to know how to let God grow in our lives. And so if there's any time in our world and in our country and in my life that I need love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, it's right now. And we should never have to make laws to legislate those or laws to keep people from breaking them. They should be what's growing in our hearts as people because we realize that everybody's made in the image of God. So I hope this series will be 
something that is encouraging to you and will also really help you to let God work in your life and not fight everything else, but to let the fruit of God grow in your life. You might notice I'm standing by a, a, what was last year's cornfield. And uh, here in Illinois, maybe they do it in other places, if you plant corn one year, most of the farmers, they don't till that ground and plant corn the next year. They, they just come by and they plant soybeans. And so in the midst of, of all of the messy corn stalks, you know, sooner or later, soybeans start growing up. Um, we weren't really sure whether or not the farmer had come by and planted. I mean, all we could see was the, the mess from last year, the corn stalks that was left, and we just weren't really sure if the soybeans had been planted, if he still hadn't got to it, or if he was going to come. Um, we didn't have any proof yet that there were soybeans that were going to be growing. And life kind of mirrors this sometimes, doesn't it? Um, I kind of want to know where's the proof that God's working in my life? Where's the proof that, that I'm different? Where's the proof that the people of God are getting it? Where's the proof that love and joy and all this stuff's grown in the world? I just kind of sometimes I can't see where God's working and where He's working in my life. I don't know if you ever feel that way. Last week I said that an encounter with God better be more. It better be more than comfort food when we're feeling bad. It better be more than just a good bowl of ice cream when we're kind of upset about things. An encounter with God better change my life. It better be more than just ice cream. But how do I know that God's working in me? That God's working on me and that I'm changing helping me to overcome bad habits or to the thoughts that I have that aren't nice towards other people? How do I know that God's working and I'm better today than I was before, that I'm growing in the fruit of the Spirit? I don't always see proof right in front of me that God's working. I don't always see proof in my life that I feel that, that I'm, as, that I'm as, as loving as that person over there or I'm as patient as that person over there. I don't always see it. Jesus talked about knowing what kind of tree it was by the fruit. And He said, you'll know them by their fruit. Well, what kind of fruit is being produced in my life? What is God growing in my life? What is my life showing other people? What is your life showing other people that is growing in your heart? That's what we, we want to figure out in this series is how to let God grow the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. Because I think if you read that list, it's not like you're going to say, well, I don't want those things, but I just don't know how to do them. They're not realistic. God says they are. And we need them right now in our world. And everybody deserves those. So, I have a question for you to take a moment and to think about. What is one fruit? What is one thing that you know God is producing in your life right now? Or, if you're not sure, what is one thing in your life that you would want God 
to change right now. So just take a moment and with the people around you or just by yourself, just take a moment and think about one of those questions. I am Warren Chandler and I am reading Matthew chapter 7 verses 13 and 14. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life and only a few find it. I am Arden Chandler and I will be reading verses 15 to 20. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. So days, maybe even over a week later, uh, I was just walking through the yard, and I looked out, and I noticed that maybe that that cornfield, last year's cornfield had changed a little bit. I'm like, is something growing? And so, so I looked out there and I got a little closer to it and there were green things starting to grow up. And so, so all of a sudden I had my proof that the farmer had been there and he had actually planted soybeans. And in this mess of the, of the last year's remnant of corn stalks and everything laying around and all that messiness, there were neat rows of soybeans starting to grow up. There was proof. In this world that we're talking about of, of God's love and God's grace, you, me, we're all free to grow. Because when we, when we open up our life to, to God's Spirit producing fruit in us, it's in the midst of our messy life. You know, we don't have to get it all together and then God will work in our lives. That's not how He came to make it work. I mean, you know, most of us, that's not how we think about things. It's like, 
man, I want to be like Mr. Smith over there. And so we make this big commitment. We go buy a new planner and an exercise routine and, and we've got a diet we're all going to do. And it's kind of like January 1st all over again, all those resolutions. And by January 2nd or 3rd, we're like, wow, this is hard work. I'm never going to get this done. I'm never going to be like Mr. Smith. And we, we give up because we don't think that we can get it all together. Um, or maybe worse, we know that somebody over there is looking at us and going, I thought they were trying to get their act together. Sure wish they would do it. Um, neither one of those ways is right. Because if, if we go back and we look, that's not freedom at all. Trying to get it all together and then letting God work. Because we're still just trying to, to figure out how to get it all together. And we're trying to figure out how to be what God said He wants to help us to be. But that's not why Jesus Christ came into the world. He came in to save the world. Not to judge or compare us to each other. When Jesus came, He deemed that you and me, that everyone is already worthy of God's love. In God's grace. We don't have to, to figure it out and then go, okay, am I worthy now? Can you start letting that love grow in my life? That's not how it works. And if you read Romans chapter 5, it just says, when we were unable, Jesus came and he loved us and he died for us. Um, the key is, are we willing? Are we willing to wait? Last week, we, we talked about Jesus. He said, go and wait, and my spirit will fill your life, and it will change your life, and it will do incredible things in your life. And, but we have to learn to wait instead of to get ahead of God. Because it says right here in Galatians chapter 5, to keep in step with the Spirit. And so when we wait for the Spirit of God to come in our lives, He comes and He says, here, stay in step with me. Don't get in front of me and try and get tomorrow figured out. Would you just stay right here with me and let's let things grow and I'm going to help you overcome and change and become that person that you know you can be. Um, they planted those soybeans in May. They're not going to harvest them till sometime October-ish, depending on the weather and everything. So five, six months, who knows? That, but they're soybean plants right now. And the growth as we watch them grow and as you're driving around and you see them growing, that's proof that that is a soybean in process because the process is staying in step with the spirit in our lives the process with those plants shows that they're growing and that the soybeans the fruit that is really going to come onto the plant there and the process proves the same thing in our lives it says um that when we submit our lives to following jesus christ and we submit our lives to waiting on him daily that that is me keeping in step with the Spirit. It's the process. 
It's tempting to do things the old way and to get out in front of it and go, I should be like this already, or I should be like that person, or I should be like that person. But you saw the people up here doing music. They all have different things that they're working on. Some of them have one thing that, that God's working on, and then Eric, and he's got one, and Jory, and Matt. They've all got different things that God is trying to do in their lives. But if they stay in step with the Spirit, then that fruit of the Spirit continues to grow in their lives. And if they don't, if I don't stay in step with the Spirit, verse 26 says, let us not become conceited. Let us stay in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. That's the old way of doing things. That's the old way of trying to figure out how can I make this happen on my own. And I guess I'm Okay, so here's, here's how I would kind of explain it. Um, Teresa ran her first marathon last October 2019, right? And so she trained. She'd been training for a long time. But, so she ran the Chicago Marathon. And about mile 21, 22, she was toast. We had missed a few water stops. We couldn't find her. So she didn't have her energy gels and all these things that she's supposed to be taking to uh, replace her electrolytes. And, and so I'm on the phone. I'm like, I'm by the beer tent, which still cracks me up that there's a beer tent at a marathon. And it's not for the spectators. It's for the runners. I still haven't figured it out. I guess it's a carb thing. I don't know. Um, maybe they're trying to dull the pain, something. I don't know. But she was toast. And she was talking like she wasn't sure. Her body was so sore that she could make it. So I'm on the phone. I'm like, where are you? And she goes, well, I'm at such and such. She missed me. She was a half mile past me, getting close to mile uh, 23. And I'm, and I'm like, oh, no. So I just I took off running. I've got long pants on, and fortunately I had good shoes on. I've got a jacket on. I've got a backpack with like 10, 15 pounds of stuff for the day. And I take off running because Teresa was dying in this marathon, and she needed her stuff. And so, so I take off, and I catch up to her somewhere in between mile 23, 24. And so I just I hop on the course. And so I'm just kind of running in step with her. I'm just kind of running in step, and I'm giving her these gels, and she's sucking these things down, and, and she's just like not sure she can make it. And, and, I'm, and I'm just reminding her, I'm not talking to her about how long she still has to go or about how hard the last part of the race is going to be. I'm like, look how far you've come. You've already made it 22, 23 miles. This is further than you've ever gone before. We're just talking and I'm in step with her telling her, this is how far you've come. You are a marathoner. And if we just get her, I knew somewhere around mile 24, you do this little S thing and you come around this curve and that's where all the bands start. And that's where all the neighbors are out handing treats to the runners to get them to finish the race. And, and they're just, they cheer them on. But I'm with her at this desolate part of the race. We're just kind of, it was quiet. There, there are no fans cheering them on. And it was really kind of, wow, this is where they need you the most. And so I had hopped on there and I'm running with her. And finally, we come around that turn. And 
I mean, it was emotional to see the people there, the cloud of witnesses saying, come on, you can do it. And she had her name written on her bib and they're calling her by name. And I'm thinking, whew, I can take my fake knees and get off the course now. And, uh, and so she went on and she finished the race. But I wasn't telling her, Mo, you still got three miles to go in the last mile. I, I was telling her how far she had come. I wanted her to see how much she had grown and how much she had already accomplished and that this was not in vain. She was a marathoner. Boom. She was going to finish the race. Do you want proof that God is real in your life? Do you want proof that, that you are, you're overcoming those acts of the simple nature that we read about? Do you want proof that you're growing in God's grace and God's love? The question that we're going to ask in this series is, are you willing to submit yourself daily to waiting on and staying in step with God's Spirit? On that road that leads to life that we read about, Will you let the Holy Spirit produce fruit in your life and take you at His pace one step, one day at a time, not worrying about who you're going to become tomorrow, just getting today right? And then you put a lot of those right days together that you and the Spirit live, and then you, you look back and you go, wow, my life is different. God is producing something in my life. I am overcoming. And all of a sudden, you see that there is fruit. There is a seed that's been planted and is growing up in all the messiness. And there's an order that's coming and something new can come to your life. In this proof series, we're going to talk about every one of those fruits of the Spirit. And then every week, we're going to ask you, how can you stay in step today with that spirit growing in your life. So this is day one, and I just have the question, will you submit yourself, will you submit your life right now today to waiting on and staying in step with God's Spirit instead of getting ahead of yourself or God, but just staying in step. There's a response question that's going to come up on the screen. And just take a moment to, to think about what is the hardest part of not feeling perfect or changed right away? What is the hardest part? Talk with somebody or think about that for a moment. Thank you.
Remember, you're a runner. You're a marathoner. You are a loved child of God. You don't have to prove it to yourself, to anybody else, to God. There is none of that. Just stay in step with God's Spirit and live that one day at a time, one step at a time, realizing I am God's child. He loves me. And just stay in that rhythm, one step, one day at a time, not proving it, just living it and letting it sink in every single day. But we have to submit ourselves to God's leading and His Spirit doing the work instead of us. So we're going to say the Lord's Prayer now, and, and then there'll be a blessing afterwards. And as we say the Lord's Prayer, there's a line in there that says, Your kingdom come, your will be done. And that's you saying, God, I want the fruit of the Spirit. I want that in my life. And then it says, give us this day our daily bread. The whole kingdom's not necessarily going to, boom, pop up in your life all in one time. But just ask today for what you need to make it through today. And remember, with all the things going on in the world and in our country, it says, Against such things, there is no law. Right now, we need people who are just going to one step at a time, walk in step with the Spirit, and let love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control to grow in their lives doesn't happen overnight one step at a time will you stay in step with the spirit and let him grow those things in your life may the grace of god make you free to walk to run in step with god's spirit and may the grace of god make you free to not run against anybody else we hope you received a blessing from this sermon. During this season of COVID-19, we invite you to watch our Sunday services on Facebook and YouTube. We also have Facebook groups for kids, teens, women, and men meeting every week. From Mantino Church of the Nazarene, where we love God, journey together, serve others, and share Jesus, have a blessed day.